Jets fans, welcome back to Fireside Jets with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Interesting discussion we have to have today regarding Zach Wilson. Now, we all know the success of the Jets was predicated on Zach Wilson elevating his game. We've discussed this, Ryan. You and I have been saying this for weeks now. If the Jets were going to elevate their game, it was going to be because Zach Wilson played well. We know the defense is elite. They held New England to three points. They are every single week the best part of this Jets team, and it's not even a discussion. And Brees Hall was the only one seemingly producing on offense aside from Garrett Wilson. And now you're looking at the team post Brees Hall and it is ugly on the offensive side, right? Zach Wilson looks like a shell of himself. I mean, this is not the quarterback that the Jets drafted out of BYU. This is a like gremlin of sorts that climbed up out of a sewer somewhere in New York City and is slinging passes for the Jets three feet over the receivers heads. Okay, this is not the Zach Wilson that we know he can be confidence wise. The guy is shot. I don't know if his mom's friend got in his head. I don't know what the hell happened to this man, but he seems to be on another realm and another planet when it comes to confidence levels. And he's deflecting now, right? He's not taking accountability. And this is this is where things are getting a little bit shaky. And a lot of reports coming out right now saying that the Jets defense and coaches and this and that are and the offensive players and you know, they're all kind of being like What's going on with this man? Can he lead us? Is he a leader? Do we have faith in him? They continue to, to stand behind him. But the, what we saw yesterday was just abysmal. It was one of the worst performances in Zach Wilson's career. And after the game, he said, do you feel like you let the defense down? And he says, no, right? Take some accountability. Tell the, tell the reporters, I absolutely let them down. I need to play better. I need to help elevate everybody else. I need to figure out what is going on. Um, you know, I have to work with the coaches. I have to work with my teammates. We all have a lot of respect for each other. That would have been so much better than just being like, nope, I don't think I did anything wrong. You know, and acting like a spoiled little brat that he like he deserves to be good in the NFL. Like he deserves to have praise for doing absolutely nothing. And now we're sitting here discussing why Zach Wilson might not be the future of this team when I definitely thought he could be. I definitely thought he would be based on the tangible traits he has. He is a physically gifted person, physically gifted player. And he could have been a, a face of this of this of this league in general. And he's squandering a ripe opportunity right now with just awful performance all around. Ryan, you know, following yesterday's game, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about Zach specifically? I imagine not so good. It's a very bitter Monday across the board for all Jets Nation, Alex. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you felt like this team, you know, especially on the defensive side of the football, did about just everything it possibly could to win that game yesterday to get the seven and three get the first place, but instead, you know, here on early on this Monday, I mean, we're looking at a team that's in last place in the AFC East and, you know, drops a, a really bad tiebreaker if it comes down to it at the end of the season with the Patriots, which is, you know, really tough to swallow at this point in time. Um, just to, before we get into Zach and the final play and things like that, um, the team stats, I mean, it was about as hideous of a game as one could possibly watch. Um, third down, the Jets were 3 of 14, 21.4%. You're talking about four penalty, uh, excuse me, four first downs, you know, without penalties for the Jets all game. So that's basically one first down a quarter by the offense. I mean, just as bad as you could ask for. On the flip side, I mean, the defense, you know, held the Pats to 4-15 on third down, 26.7%. Obviously had that fourth down stop as well. You know, you, you feel gutter for them, six sacks, you know, held them under 300 yards. I mean, time possession, Pats had it for 35 minutes and 30 seconds. The Jets, 24 minutes and 30 seconds. So, you're looking at three of the last four games now. The time of possession for the Jets has been a major issue. Both these games against the Patriots, they lost um, the Bronco game. So it's something that they got to really figure out. Um, neither turnover, uh, neither team committed a turnover in this game. But I think when you just look at the fact that the Jets had two total yards of offense in the first half, I think in the second half, excuse me, 
I would say that equates to about a turnover or two at least. Um, and Zach Wilson obviously threw that one Aaron ball there over the middle that Devin McCourty could have had, the one late to Mims on the sideline. Um, and it's a shame because the penalty battle, I mean, the Jets were much better than the Patriots in this one. The Jets had three for 15 yards. Pats, eight for 55 yards. Um, the red zone, I mean, the Jets were 0 for 1. The Pats were 0 for 2. Again, the defense really did what it could. You know, Nick Falk missed two field goals. Um, the, the special teams, you know, for the most part up until the last play, I mean – you felt like they kind of just did what they could. It was one of those days where neither team could really swing the starting field position all too much. I mean, that's just how you know horrendous of a game it was. Um, and then obviously the last play there, I mean, there, there's a lot of questions to ask. I mean, why isn't the ball kicked out of bounds with minimal time on the clock? Why isn't it maybe kicked shorter to make life on, easier on Justin Hardy and Brandon Eccles along with the rest of the coverage unit getting down the fields? Um, how do you let a return break for 84 yards with five seconds left? Um, you know, how, how do you let one go for that distance? Tons of questions to ask, but it all really ends up coming back down to just it's hard to win when Zach Wilson plays like he has for the most part this year. And it's it's painful. Um, he's to me solely responsible for that loss yesterday. I mean, two total yards in the second half. Like I said, four first downs this offense had without penalties, one a quarter. I mean, it's it's a joke. Um, there was obviously no running game, and it's been an issue in all four losses the Jets have had this year, Alex, where they do not commit to the ground game for four full quarters, and it's a major issue. Um, there was no efficiency. I, I don't think the offensive line really was great yesterday either. And, you know, Zach, whether it be the accuracy, the footwork, um, you know, putting too much on the ball, put, not putting enough on the ball, um, you know, taking sacks. I mean, he's just – he's lost out there right now. you got to call for what it is. And obviously those post-game, you know, comments, I mean, it's one thing to play an awful game. I think people can stomach it and understand, like, he's young and inexperienced and – I, everyone knows he's talented. It's just between the years. It's a confidence thing. It's, you know, mechanics, like I said, but to, you know, stand up there and say he doesn't feel gutted for the defense. I mean, it's just, it's insane. It's borderline lunacy in my opinion. And yeah, obviously saw John Franklin Myers like the tweet last night. You saw sauce like the tweet this morning, obviously the social media era and, you know, guys should be frustrated at the end of the day. I mean, the fans in the media are going to sound off on it, but more importantly, from Zach's viewpoint, I mean, his teammates have got to be just disgusted that he would sit, stand up there and say something like that. And, um, you know, he, he better start playing better and, and fast or it's going to get even uglier. Yeah, I mean, look, if the fans are acknowledging that and seeing things, just imagine what the defensive players are feeling or the offensive players. And we know what the offensive players are saying and feeling because Gary Wilson came out of the after the game and was like, this shit is not going to fly. You know what I mean? Like, we, we got to fix this shit. Like, there is no reason with the players that we have, we are not able to produce. And let's 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 speak it like it's true. Garrett Wilson is not at fault for this. Elijah Moore is not at fault for this. Uh, Michael Carter is not at fault. There are two people that are at fault for this. Mike LaFleur and Zach Wilson. Those are the two people that actually deserve the blame, right? I mean, you could look at the offensive line and say, yeah, like they could have played better. They could have done this, could have done that. But that doesn't erase the fact that Zach Wilson overthrew an easy screen pass by like three yards over his head, right? Like these are things that basic fundamental quarterbacking um, and he can't even do that. He can't even accomplish this. And like, this is where uh, you look at star players. Like, like you look at Brady, right? It's a not, I'm not comparing Brady to Zach Wilson, but why is Brady so good? Because he makes the easy plays Easy, look easy every time. He makes the, the 
somewhat tough plays look easy every time. Zach Wilson makes the easy plays look difficult every time. You know what I mean? The hard plays sometimes he'll get, but the easy ones he'll miss. That's the difference between good and great. If you can perfect your fundamentals, if you can make the easy probability throws and decisions, you will be successful. But the problem is Zach Wilson is very, very bad at making easy well, well, decisive, you know, like efficient throws. He can't make them. He, he makes too many mistakes with them. And he, even if he hits 75% of screen passes, that's bad guys. Like anything behind the line of scrimmage should have a 95% completion rate or higher. Zach Wilson's last year was, I think 75, 76% behind the line of scrimmage guys. That means he's throwing legitimately parallel to the line of scrimmage. Like there is no, there's no defenders there. You know what I mean? Like all he has to do is just hit his target and he's not hitting his target. Um, I think it's it's mostly confidence. He can make all these throws in his sleep. It's confidence-based. Whatever is going on is in his head. And it, personally, I don't know what is going to change it, right? It seems like he'll have a good game and then he'll have a terrible one the next week. You know, like this is not something that changes overnight. This is something like I don't think of him and Mike LaFleur work well together. And I think that's kind of the, the route that I'm heading down is – the Jets may have to make a decision. Is it going to be LaFleur or is it going to be Zach Wilson? Because right now, and I think LaFleur is a decent play caller ultimately. I think that he could be very, very good with the right pieces. Um, you know, a good quarterback, even someone that like just can manage a game at the very least and make the easy throws and make the easy completions and do those things efficiently. Like a Jimmy Garoppolo would probably be great in the Jets offense. That's the reality of the situation. Um, and that may be the direction they go next year. So, to be honest with you, Robert Sala obviously has the connection with Garoppolo. Bringing him in to compete, I don't see why that's a bad move um, at this point in time because the Jets are not going to invest another first-round pick in a quarterback right now. They may as well sign a veteran that actually can win games and has postseason experience. So maybe they go that route. Um, I think didn't I don't know if Garoppolo signed another deal. I think he signed an extension, but maybe they could trade for him. They just you know if they want to offload his salary or whatnot, and the 49ers decide to go with someone else, who knows what they do? But you know, there's there there are options on the market that the Jets could look at to um, you know shake things up a little bit. But I'll tell you what, right now, something's got to change. It's either going to be Zach or it's going to be LaFleur. You know, what are your thoughts on that specifically, you know, having to choose between those two guys? Do you think that's ultimately what it boils down to? That's a good question. I haven't given a ton of thought to. I think at the end of the day, though, like I'm understanding that LaFleur is working with nothing here. And, you know, I think that's important to make note of. Now, I, I still think LaFleur can do more, 100%. Like I said, in all four losses the Jets have had this year, they have struggled to commit to the running game for four quarters. And even when it doesn't work, especially when Zach is playing as poorly as he clearly was yesterday, I still think you got to commit to it. Um, I, I do feel like this team offensively on first and 10, there's just no identity. There's no consistency, especially, you know, after those final two, three games Brees Hall played when he was really starting to heat up. You know, aside from that, they just have no, like, no consistency. You know, when, when they start drives off, it, it's just a, a wild guess as to what they're going to do. Um, you know, I think again with Zach, you know, I, I believe everything is between the years with him, you know, confidence, like I said, footwork mechanics. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's some pressure, I guess, at times. I mean, when you're airmailing screen passes like this guy does, I'm assuming some of it's just got to be nerves. And, you know, I guess his confidence can kind of get shot quick. You, you could say at this point in time, um, you know, the comments after the game are just, it's beyond discouraging, whether that's, a lack of self-awareness, whether that's truly something he believes, which is probably even worse. Um, there's just no other way to beat around it. I mean, you're hearing CJ Mosley, Justin Hardy, the two other captains on this team, you know, defensively and on special teams, you know, taking ownership. They're frustrated. You hear Garrett Wilson, who's, you know, well on his way to being, you know, a core leader for this team. 
his comments and his emotion just in general that Garrett Wilson consistently shows. Um, and that takes it to a whole different issue with, for me with Zach is just the body language. Um, I feel like you just don't get a sense that it, there's any urgency, there's any frustration, um, you know, and I think those it's indicative in those post game, you know, press conference remarks that he made. So um, a whole lot, obviously that's gotta be better, you know, for this offense moving forward, it, it's been an issue. You really look, since Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker got hurt. And that's obviously what a lot of people are saying is, you know, those injuries have kind of, you know, intensified things, um, you know, for people with Zach and really seeing where he's at. And obviously aside from that Bills game, which he still only threw for 150 yards. I mean, there hasn't been a ton there that, you know, really leads you to believe at this point in time, you can really feel great about him as the guy moving forward. And, you know, well, like I said, while I still think LaFleur, you know, hasn't been maybe as good as the second half of 2021, I still think that, you know, he has proven enough and you got to understand, like I said, really what he's working with here is, you know, close to nothing. And, and it makes it hard. Um, I think we've seen some of the film clips that have gone viral, just guys running open, um, Zach not hitting them. You know, like we said, the, the vision, the footwork, whatever it is, the confidence, um, you know, it all seems to be lacking right now. And, you know, that's what ends up leading to, a, you know, a dreadful 10 to three loss that puts you in last place at the ACs right now. Absolutely, but this is an interesting future the Jets have. It's a very delicate situation, but they can come together. You know, this team, one good game from Zach changes the narrative entirely. That's the reality of the situation. This is not a situation where, like, they're trying to kick Zach out. They're trying to – they just want it to play well, right? If he plays well, all is forgotten. And winning cures all. That's the reality of the of the league and the situation at hand. Um, you know, no one talked about – uh, like Bill Belichick or anyone, nobody talked about all the crappy players that were just annoying to deal with. They only remember the Super Bowl wins. You know what I mean? That's just the truth. It's like people were willing to forget all the negative stuff and, and the bad personalities if you're winning games. And that's what the reality of the of the situation is. Um, if the Jets win games, they're going to be okay. So we'll see what happens here, guys. We'd love to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comments. As always, make sure to like and subscribe. I'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.